Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Shout out to that guy, The majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Championship. A thousand percent. Confirmed. Not mage. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and rec podcast is back. Cheap Heat on this Tuesday, April 18th, 2023, I believe. Honestly, dates now are like so arbitrary to me that when I say them, I'm like, is that even the right thing? I think it's the right thing, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a blur. It, it gets blurry. It's all a blur. So, and then you're wedding prepping too. So it, it definitely is going to zoom in together. Until I don't know, Natalie and I. Natalie and I are at each other's throats today. Who, who knows what's going to happen here? <laughs> Natalie, <laughs> you still want to get married? You hear Bear respond? No, I didn't hear. Bear. Did Bear bark? Yeah, Bear, bear barked back. I think that means he wants it. You still want to get married? Side. Bear chose a side. You still want to get married to me? Just checking, though. Because SUG asked about the um, wedding prep, and I said we're at each other's throats today. I'm not sure what's going to happen here. He keeps yelling at me. I, I don't yell. I get. <laughs> do you ever get. I have well, to admit, you yelled at me, so I feel like I'm a believer. Did you say I've yelled at you? 
Yeah. I barely yelled at you. <laughs> I can be a yeller sometimes, but hear me out. Am I the only person who gets frustrated? Just be honest. And I know SUG, you're a very patient. You seem like a very patient kind of husband. I get very flustered with my partner not remembering like a, things that I view as essential information. Mm-hmm. I can be a little, I admit, I'm admitting it. I can be a little bit unforgiving about getting like a mistimed who? Like a mistimed <laughs> right. who? Can drive me crazy. I admit that. Can, I'm not saying I'm right. That's but all I, that hip hop. That's all that hip hop. Do you know how many people he talks about all day? Like he, he, it's endless. There's endless stories, endless conversations. So an occasional who is not a big deal. Who? Who? <laughs> Bear, shut the. See, there's the yell. There it is. That was the who. Bear said who? 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 Hey, babe, can I get some coffee? <laughs> <laughs> do you, but but SUG level with me man to man does does the wrong who ever annoy you like you're like oh, we've been, I, we've talked about this you well, know who I'll the be who honest. is so Crystal is the you in our marriage well like, oh she, she gets has tight the about the who's. she's on top of the details and then I uh you know I forget a little bit or something might have slipped my mind yeah that's right and that just a, just a little bitch. reminder definitely. <laughs> Is, do, you hear, uh, do you hear what she just said? No. She just came in and yelled something inappropriate and pointed a finger at me. <laughs> so wait, do, does she specifically, though, get annoyed if you're like, if she references like someone, you know, that she deems to be important and you're like, who's that? And she's like, you know who it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's def. there's a I told you something. Da, 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 da. Like if I oh, need something yeah. repeated, I already told you mm-hmm. da, 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 da. instead of just, you know, repeating it. You know, you're like, and you're like, and you're like, who is that again? She's like, I told you that was the person that Troy hooked up with in 2015. Yes. And you're like, how could I forget that? But, <laughs> yeah. By the way, Troy, welcome back to the show. Oh, the Discord loves Troy. Thank you. Glad Troy, to be back. Troy, the, the guy people who, love Troy. I think it beyond the Discord, the people love Troy. Troy, Troy, who stars in an episode and then decides to disappear the next week. This is like SGG. This is like someone gets their raw debut show up win a match everyone's excited next week they no, they don't even show up there's not even a promo being aired it's, it's like Gable it never Stevenson. happened we like we got Troy back <laughs> you gotta leave the people wanting more P I feel like that's the the first rule of show business well that's that's apparently your philosophy in a lot of things is leaving the people wanting more <laughs> <laughs> exactly <Too soon. laughs> now and did, did you get any good feedback or, oh lots of great feedback I got flooded Really? Peckerhead messages, kind words, support. Support. Yeah. Support. Yeah. Great words from the Peckerheads. A lot of DMs on Instagram. I got to tell you, you're going to find Troy. And I'm going to say the following. Thank you for the coffee. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Muchas gracias. Um, I I really, I will say this. I don't want to say anything bad about anyone else's listeners. Okay. But I do think you will find as you engage more with the wrestling world, like the highest level quality of people that you hear from. I do. I really, truly believe it's kind of a cut above in terms of like empathy, warmth. You know, how do I say this gently? Hmm. Well, not all, but a lot of people who are obsessed with, say, MMA, they like seeing people's heads get bashed in. Those who are obsessed with wrestling, 
really just like a good story. So it is a different kind of person you get in our universe. And I'm glad that your foray into that has been a positive one. Yeah, it's been a pleasant surprise. I, up until this point, hadn't really thought much of pro wrestling fans. I thought, you know, isn't this like a kid's thing? And I've There's the week he loses them. He wins yeah. them in week yeah, one. Know, he loses yeah. them in week two. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've had this. I've had, Heel turn incoming. I had this conversation with Greg last year at WrestleMania because it was like that was really my first foray into pro wrestling. And I was trying to ask, okay, what's the appeal? Why do people like this? I just don't get it. And then he showed me why people like it and, and I understood it. So for a while, I, I've kind of been questioning pro wrestling fans just as a whole. But now I get them. And now I realize, wow, they're actually great guys. Well said. Truly great guys. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll get to the mailbag and there'll be some, uh, I'm sure, some Troy-related content in there. Uh, SGG, in the meantime, is anything going on outside the ring? I hate that I keep bringing this up, but the, the, the biggest bit of talk and chatter outside the ring is uh, surrounding one CM Punk and the possibility that his return oh, to that is the biggest thing though you're not lying AEW this week. is is imminent um it was reported that he was going to meet with Chris Jericho it's also been reported that the young bucks are refusing to work with him um the young bucks who are on AEW's all access and are refusing to discuss in any detail the the incident that has come to be known as brawl out um so yeah all of the chatter outside the ring i can't believe i'm saying this is surrounding cm punk yet again well did you hear the other piece um about about the new potential saturday show yes i did and i think that's that that that's a that's a bad idea well so, <laughs> just, so as, as i heard it you tell me if i'm if i'm missing this as i understood it the idea was people aren't really getting along right now and on board with the CM Punk idea, so they might do an altogether different Saturday night show that CM Punk is the main guy on. Is yes, that that's, is that that's exactly that's exactly as I heard it and understood it. Uh, that that, that that cannot be the the answer here. I, I truly hope if that is the case. If First that of all, is the fourth show or like fifth show i don't even know anymore well, it would be the track. third official television show right and then they have the two on youtube right so like i just don't see how they could do it and i also have to say if that's what tony khan thinks is like a good solution i worry he's just plainly in over his head and can't do this yeah creating a uh, whole show to just satisfy to manage, to manage egos it's call it what it is it's a saturday show with a segregated roster to manage egos and then what do you do when the pay-per-view rolls around does cm punk get his own pay-per-view in off months when the rest of the general aew roster it's has stopped. another this pay-per-view? Is, this is crazy and by the way and then you start to wonder who's the biggest problem here at this point is it punk or is it the elite who won't let it go? Like, yeah, is, we, is Punk willing to be like, hey, I messed up. Let's let's just talk. Let's hug it out. Let's make this thing work. And Because th- you don't know. We can assume it's all on Punk, and he's the easy villain to pick right here. 
may not be him. Right. And and honestly, too, you know, we had a lively debate about this in the disc in the discord. I'm willing to say that the problem may be the elite, because even the information that we filter that has been filtered out to us presents punk as the problem and the villain. And if we remember way back to his rant at the scrum, that was his issue in the first place, which then points it right back to the elite that they use the media and their friends in the media to sort of kneecap um, people when they when they find themselves at odds with the elite. And also when you add into that the fact that the elite doesn't want to work with him, they're EVPs. They're, they're, they're essential to the growth of this company as a business. And they're leaving all that money on the table because as, as much as the fans love the bloodline and what the bloodline has been doing in WWE, a worked shoot thing between the elite and punk and whoever punk can find to ally with him. If they can manage to lean more into the work aspect of it, than the shoot aspect of it and stay professional would instantly be the hottest, most money-making thing in wrestling. It becomes must-see. And it's the type of the type of storyline that will fill up a Wembley Stadium, which they're attempting to do at the end of the summer. That that's the thing. If you're if you're trying to grow, man, this is such an opportunity for something good and cool. If they end up like actually having to legitimately make this like a separate situation because cats can't work together. That's such a fail on like so many levels. You know what yeah. I mean? Like not just like, is it immature? It's such an opportunity missed. Like yeah, right really now is. you you're, you're in the spot. You really have the opportunity to do cool stuff um, and turn a negative into a positive. The ultimate in wrestling. This is sort of the ultimate pro wrestling situation that makes this form of entertainment different than anything else. You really have a chance here. And to to botch that and then end up creating some third show, let's be honest, a Saturday night primetime show, I would enjoy it from time to time. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. From time to time is the key words, though. Well, yeah, listen, I... Hashtag with the life. Well, the and the amount of shows that I really am there for, like, at this stage in life, it's so hard to commit to any show for a, a set couple of hours. The idea of it being a fifth show in wrestling or sixth show in wrestling, a third show in AEW is so unrealistic. I do enjoy, you know, I've said this before when we talked about the idea of a Turner wrestling show at 605 on Saturdays. Like I pop for that. I actually think talking about doing and they're saying 605. Yep. Oh, that would be better. So if they mean 6.05, I'll tell you this. That's definitely better than 8 o'clock. I do not recommend 8 o'clock. I would run with that 6.05. But here's another problem that people aren't You're still aren't up against about. a lot, though. Right. I mean, listen, at least once a month on those Saturdays, even at 6.05, you, you know you got some competition because WWE is not moving their PLEs back to Sunday just because AEW wants to give Punk a Saturday show. Let's be real about that piece of it. Well, and then you also have, and then you also have um, college football, you know, yeah. smack in the middle of your day, uh, other sports, baseball, et cetera. There's, there's a lot of stuff to deal with there. So I wouldn't, I would personally, for me, my Saturdays at six o'clock, unless it's a PLE week, I'm kind of chilling at six Oh five on Saturday. So it might get some nice, like, Hey, I'm gonna have a drink, sit down on a Saturday night, see what CM Punk's talking about. But for that to be a it's not going to be appointment television it's hard enough to keep people to one night doing appointment television this is 
a third night, and this is the third night in four four nights. Hold on, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. They're on they're on TV every day but Thursday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then if there's a pay per view, they're on Sunday. Yeah. But let me ask you this, P. What if the what if the you know you know how they say men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. What if the numbers tell the tale, and the punk show is more viewed and is more alluring to the wrestling fans than dynamite than rampage what what does that say then does punk do you then like do some weird draft where you give punk the wednesday show because that's the flagship show and he's pulling in the bigger numbers or do you leave him sequestered on saturday and have the the quote-unquote third show outshine the entire rest of the company I, I think you go with what's working. If, you, if you're getting a win, if you're getting a win on the Saturday show, don't you just keep going with it? I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. I hope this isn't what they decide to do. Just on principle, it seems so weak. Um, yeah. and, and I just think that they should try to avoid that at all costs. But that's me. What else going on out there, SGG? Uh, I'm not even going to lie to you, P. The CM Punk thing caught my attention, and that was the only thing that I paid attention to from outside the ring um, from the week that was in pro wrestling. All right. Well, there you have it. Before we put a bow on it, though, I do need to say this, too. AEW, Matt Hardy is right there. If you want to know exactly how to spin this into a positive and then get everybody working together, pull him in and find out what what exactly had to happen between him and Edge for them to work together, even if it was an uncomfortable thing for them to just be able to be professional, sit down and work together, and then you get everybody on board to do it. Because that's the money feud of the summer and maybe beyond. If I mean, if they listen, they, they, they got a together. locker room full of people, I'm sure, who have been through. You know, I'm, I, Jericho absolutely has his share of stories, I'm sure. I'd be shocked if Jericho wasn't willing to make this work. Well, they said that Jericho was willing to meet with Punk, and so it's, it's likely that... They may feud, but let's be honest though. Jericho's the side quest. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? No, 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 but he should be able to offer at least insight. This guy's, I'm sure, worked with tons of people he hated and tons of people who hated him. Yeah. So make it work, man. Well, here's one you missed there, uh, the the man formerly of stats. Uh the SummerSlam in Detroit has set a ticket sale record for a non-WrestleMania. WWE has already sold 32,000 tickets for SummerSlam, which takes place uh, at Ford Field in Detroit on August 5th, 2023. We made history today, Michael Cole said. This is the 36th annual SummerSlam, and never before have we sold as many tickets in one day for this event as we did for Detroit. Wow. According to the Sports Business Journal, SummerSlam had the most day one ticket sales of any WWE event Staged in a stadium except WrestleMania. Wow. Can you imagine if that was just like a definitive statement? If like except WrestleMania was not tacked onto that? Well, that would be just like that would be wild. Then you just go, then you just go, wow, apparently they've been waiting for they've been waiting since WrestleMania three. Although WrestleMania did go back there for 23. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Um Tony Khan, also I'm seeing met with a super fan Vlad. Yo, Vlad the Superfan, Vlad the Superfan's been popping up a lot in conversations. 
I heard, wasn't there supposed to be a documentary on him or something like that a few years back or maybe? Yeah, I I wonder. I wonder. He if got we, like they gave him some type of award or something like no no they, no they made the doc the trailer exists the the trailer is up on YouTube still to this day it came out two years ago the trailer. I remember seeing him meet with like triple. I might have made this up. Like he got like a plaque or something from WWE. Oh no no, he, even, dude, bro! It's a full, I think, hour or two hour doc on this guy with everyone interviewed, including Sam Roberts with hair. Wow, me, Sam that, Roberts, that's the last professional broadcaster. I'm, that's I'm what's holding there. up the doc. That's what's holding it's up the doc. They're like Sam, trying to make Sam look make sense. They're trying to CGI the hair out. Am I close to being able to pull off an evil Sam? I think no. I'm not gonna lie. Anyway. It's me, Sam Roberts. I'm here to talk about Vlad the Super Fan. No. <laughs> Hot dog. Hot dog, what are you doing? No. no. Me and Hot Dog were at the studios of Sirius X. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I'm having fun doing it, but it's, it's more, more like, likely to be a raisin case. <laughs> no, you know how to, you know how kids. Sam you know how Sam calls himself not Sam. Yeah, I'm not Sam. I'm not not Sam. I'm Sam. Right. Sam's not Don't Sam. I'm not not Sam. Um. So t- apparently Tony Khan met with Vlad. There he is. Uh, Tony said at age eight on the first pay per view I ever watched live, I saw a fan who seemed to be having such a great time at the live event. At age twelve, I joined the IWC and learned that his name was Vlad. He's a very nice guy. It was an honor to meet him in person. Thank you, Vlad. You're the man. That's well, nice. Very nice. But could there be a nerdier thing than at age 12, I joined the IWC? I'm yeah, sorry. No, it's, uh, is he Just a card show. carrier? I, I didn't know there were cards and like memberships though. Yeah, then, I that joined I the IWC is intense. Um, that means I didn't anyways, join. I also like at to... age eight, he just noticed a random dude in the crowd. Apparently that really caught his attention. I, I watched I, those same pay-per-views and I did not know that Vlad was there <laughs> until the documentary came out. Yeah, I, by the back. way, I didn't really know anything about Vlad the super fan either. And now, I, and like when you watch, listen, I, I want to see, I'm going to look into this. They should put out that doc. I got to see what the hell's going on. I'm making a phone call today. Well, when, when you watch those shows though, you'd like, they know who he is. He's there all the time, but I just never noticed them until it was pointed out. The only fan who's more super than me is super fan Vlad. <laughs> it's still not still not working. Um, Rosenberg beats at gmail.com. We will get to Gmail in a little bit as well. SGG matches have been made for backlash. Oh, yeah. We've got a bit. We've got a card coming together. I would say how full a car is it like? What are we four matches in? So probably going to be just another another match. Or two added well, to the card. It says, be it. it says officially, officially, we're at Cody Brock and Riddle, KO, and Sammy versus the Bloodline, Solo, Jay, and Jimmy. But I thought they announced a, a a Bad Bunny match as well. I know he's hosting, but he he got he got beat up pretty bad at the Raw after WrestleMania. So you have to think that the Bad Bunny match. Is incoming. I mean, he he oh, took yeah, a choke to slam. He went through a table. It seems pretty pretty obvious that a Judgment Day Bad Bunny situation um, is going down. Wow, I gotta tell you something. That looked like, like an amazing bite. Did you see that bite? I, I saw that bite. 
followed down with a with a sip of just a just a little. Mm. Natalie made she had leftover pancake mix. Oh. She made a miniature pancake with some Nutella on it. And what are these? Are these walnuts in here? With walnuts in it. Wow. Oh my god. And See, and that's why I deal with her walking in earlier. Or earlier and yelling something about me being a bitch. Oh <laughs> That's why I deal with it. Mm. Hey, thank you. Wow. I'm sorry, guys. I know what I'm doing is disgusting. I'm probably losing listeners. But I needed you to feel me. No, you, we're getting sponsorships, though. I feel like Nutella and 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 various pancake um, and, mixes and, and brands around the world need to be tapped into right now. That's what's happening here. What's the former Aunt Jemima? What's that called now? We call it just- <laughs> I don't know. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like the <laughs> bread milling company or something like that. The- <laughs> Yo, they got Aunt Jemima up out of here. <laughs> oh, here it is. There we have it. Pearl Milling Company. Pearl Milling Company. Yeah. Yo, by the way, I can't wait till we go back one day and look at 2020 and look at all the amazing things that happened and then look at the other things that were just like, I don't know if we needed to do that too. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they did. I don't know. Does she have like a family who was like living off of this and their claim to fame was just this <laughs> syrup and, and, see, and white people were like, we're going to do the right thing and get rid of this syrup. And people were like, no, that's the thing. I doubt it. And then even instead of just like cutting a check to the family, they're like, you know what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> we're going to take her off the box store. It's gone. No, no, it's just us. <laughs> Who's Pearl? No idea. It no went idea. from Aunt Jemima to the most white lady grandma of all time. Grandma Pearl is now running this operation. <sighs> but it's funny. That really is the only brand that hits me when it comes to pancake-related items. It's the only brand yeah. that hits me. Yeah. I mean, it's delicious. Mm. Wow. Anyways. So, yeah, Pearl Millen Company, if y'all want to send up some, some <laughs> yeah, pancakes. If you want to send us some pancakes, I'll tell you something <laughs> yeah, right a, now. Send us some pancakes. <laughs> Natalie, but Natalie made the pancakes. The pancakes were from scratch, right? Pancakes were from scratch. So yeah, we don't need the we don't need the pearl milk. You can <laughs> send us a syrup. You can the syrup though. Just a you can send us a syrup. Yeah. 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 Um all right. If sorry, you have a variety without the high fructose corn syrup, I'll take that. I oh. doubt it. But are you are you working hard to not to avoid the high fructose corn syrup? I've been. I've been like not because when I was studying for the bar, like some I read something about like diet affecting like memory and shit like that. So I started like eating blueberries. I cut out <laughs> wait, wait, high fructose corn hold syrup. On, second, it worked. On. It worked, okay. though. But I just want to say, I just want to be clear. So we've made our share of jokes on this program about mm-hmm. over the last couple of years, a few pounds mm-hmm. being added to the physically large. Mm-hmm. You marrying a beautiful woman yep. and, and having this life together and needing to fit into suits and things like that, that didn't impact the way you eat it. Ate. Eat it. No, eat it. <laughs> that, didn't, <laughs> that didn't affect the way you eat it or ate. However... No. You heard that eating blueberries might be good for your brain power. Mm-hmm. And you said, enough is enough. It's time for a change. <laughs> yep. Cut out the high fructose. Started started eating blueberries. Let me find out. Crystal actually Clamp wrote that down. article and just put, slid it in front of you. She was like, did you see <laughs> this article in this magazine? You're like, you didn't even look at what magazine it was. Um, <clears throat> so we do have a backlash coming together. I have to imagine. Yeah, we're get, obviously getting Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. 
in Puerto Rico. I wonder what they'll do. You think it'll just be Rhea there hanging out with the the title? You think she gets involved in I'm something assuming, specifically? I'm assuming Rhea and Zelina have something going on at the at the Backlash pay per view, right? Because listen. LWO has been coming together as a thorn in the side of the Judgment Day. We saw it again last night. Um, you know, Judgment Day and the Bloodline came together to form an uneasy alliance. Zelina was not there last night, but you have to think that she's not going to stand by while Rhea continues to get involved and in, in, in mess with her boys. LWO did stand tall at the end of the show, but SmackDown, who knows? Judgment Day could be out for revenge. So we'll see. But you have to think that Zelina's not just going to be a passive observer and all of this, especially with the title right on Rhea's shoulder. No, I I would think you're right. Isn't it crazy, too? We immediately lost. So we had a SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Charlotte yes. left. It appears she's like on a honeymoon or she she appears to be doing whatever. Right. No, no continuation with Rhea. Roman... Showed up to Raw one day. Brock shows up. Roman's like, I'll be out of here. Takes, boom, gone. No, literally. <laughs> literally. Has Asuka been involved at all since Mania? No, we have not seen Asuka again. Okay. The only... Uh, the the Gunther... Who's Gunther dealing with right now? Oh, Gunther might be look, doing something with Xavier Woods, it looked like, after SmackDown last week. Yep. Gunther and Woods. And oh, Austin Theory has been around. Austin Theory was in there. Obviously, he didn't continue with Cena. So him and Bobby Lashley are getting back to business, it appears. Oh, but maybe not. But though. Bobby Lashley's got like Bronson Reed. For Bronson, That'll get yeah. made for Backlash, too. That, that's a good point. I think that's coming to Backlash. It's just interesting that besides the tag titles, everyone else has been broken up from their WrestleMania Partner. Yeah. Uh, Very interesting. As you alluded to, that tag match is coming up in two weeks. I'm going to say something critical here. It's something hard, but it's something real. We just have to be honest about it. That's the theme of the show. That's the theme of the show today. It it is honesty. And then there's another subject that's going to be tough for me to be honest about, but I'm going to try my hardest. (laughs) It is post mania is tough because it's such a climax that what, the one of the reasons people were so disappointed with the raw after mania this year is, is because that's sort of the last part of the climax. Mm-hmm. And then you have to admit you ease into a bit of a reset. Like we're back to normalcy. It's a mm-hmm. 52 week year. The PLEs are just generally awesome. And week to week TV varies in how exciting it is. Some weeks it's great and things pop off. And some weeks are bridge weeks that get you from this week to the next week, right? Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that hurt about not getting that raw that people expected because it almost felt like immediately we were just back to the middle of the season, not mm-hmm. like something super fresh and hot. Um, And then one of the things that could be among the more interesting, and I, I, I'm still hopeful for, but I don't know, SGG. It's a couple weeks in a row where I'm just kind of like, I love her. I, the Uh-oh. Trish. I don't know how I felt about the Trish segment last night. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I don't know how I felt about the Trish segment last night. Listen. I'm going to leave it to you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I feel like you're throwing it to me because you think I'm going to be a little bit more harsh than you can be at this at this moment. That's right. Um, and whatever. I don't have any bridges to burn. So <laughs> let's be honest here. Trish is a legend. I'm still absolutely looking forward to when the bell rings on a Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus match at some point in the future. Hell, maybe even multiple matches at various points in the future. But after the the promo segment last night, I I'm just not at a place where I feel like Trish can can carry this this feud on the microphone. I think that should be a, a Becky Lynch job. Trish has already stated her reasons for doing so and and turning on Becky Lynch and stated what she wants to get out of this. And now I would be comfortable if going forward we just leave it to to Becky. Or even, you know, uh, a dueling segment on the mics where Becky does most of the talking. I, I even have Trish something else for just... you. I even have another suggestion. So what SGG is, of course, referring to is last night, it was basically just Trish go out there in the middle of the ring, hold a microphone and cut this 10-minute promo about what happened. It was a lot of memorization. It was probably a lot of different than it used to be. There was some improvisation, too, because I, I have to believe that they didn't tell her to just stand back and say, this is not a sidekick and, like, show off how good she looks. And, you know, there was yeah, some the, piped-in booze that was... So, I yes, felt for yes, yeah, yes, there was some improvisation as well. But it reminded me, when Trish was at her best, obviously it's in the ring, but backstage when Trish is at her best... And this could still be done. 
put her in a segment backstage where she's talking to people and it's not shot yeah. dead in the middle. Some people do better in an interview segment. Some people will do better in just a, a, a backstage pre-tape. where you catch someone in the locker room pre-tape talking to someone else. Some some people maybe you just want to straight up do a pre-tape with. But last night, and I imagine maybe people figured out once it was too late, it just felt like it was setting Trish up for a not great situation. Let's just throw her in the middle of the ring, hand her a microphone and say, go. And when I was watching it, SGG, I couldn't help but think, I don't remember of all the great memories I have of Trish Stratus. I don't know how many of are, are of her just standing in the ring with a microphone cutting a promo. It didn't feel like that was her bag. No, it didn't. And and I'm going to say I don't have any memories of her just in the ring with the microphone. Um, not when it, she was a manager, not when she feuded with Mickey James, Lita. It was all that never... all the all the Mickey James stuff was the two of them acting backstage. Yeah. With like Mickey being weird and Trish being like, what's going on? Like, you know, and actually acting. You think of her backstage with The Rock. You think of her backstage with Vince McMahon. You think of her backstage with a a variety of people. You don't think of her just standing in the middle of the ring cutting a promo. And I understand now that things are a bit different. That's how things are done. But I think it's one of those opportunities. Let me be clear. I am not sour on this idea. I love bringing people back who can still contribute. You hear me say it just last week. We praised AEW for the way they utilize some of the vets. We've seen them do it with Jake the Snake. We've seen them do it with DDP. We've seen them do it with um, Jeff Sting, Jarrett. Of course. Uh, Sting, a Billy Gunn. Like, I mean, it, there's a lot of talent out there that you can utilize. And I love that Trish is being utilized. And she looks great. She can physically still go. Let's get it. But you may want to adapt the storytelling to fit hers, her strengths. I don't right. think last night did that. I just don't and think they was, were doing her any favors. She was just there a few years ago to feud with Charlotte. So, you know, they should know how to handle Trish in this modern era of wrestling and how to present her, her well. Granted, she was the baby face, but even still... That felt like a a bit of a miss. Love her as the heel. I, I do like love I do love that she's back to be heel Trish, though. I think that's I commend her for it. You know, listen, it's always cool getting people to come back. You get accustomed them to accustomed to them coming back and of course being loved as the legends. It is cool that we're getting this version. Um just the turn last week was physically awkward for some reason. It, it just didn't go quite right. And then yesterday was rough. So um, onward and upward. I'm still hopeful. Um, and we will, I'm sure, also get Trish and Becky at Backlash. So you'll get Trish, Becky at Backlash. You'll get Bad Bunny, Damian Priest. You'll probably get Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed, I would think. Yeah. You will yeah. get the the six man of the bloodline um, against uh, Riddle, KO, and Sammy. You'll get uh, Cody and uh, Brock Lesnar. So we're already like a five strong. You know, I, I we'll see what happens with Gunther. I imagine they keep it at that, though. I feel like a lot of these these PLEs, they give them like a solid five, six matches and they cap it at that. 
Yeah. Yeah, I would think it's five or six. I really wish I was going to Puerto Rico. I'm not. But this week, but at the same time, it's like it's a silver lining. Sometimes it's a matter of like what wins out, like me or my laziness. I I have to go to Vegas this week. I'm going to the Garcia Davis fight. Oh, nice. Um, did, he hook, did he hook up at WrestleMania? I saw he, Garcia was. He did not hook me up, <laughs> but I am excited to go cover it, and it's going to be a great fight. Um, and I'm definitely pulling for Ryan Garcia because he seemed like a great guy. He did seem like a great and guy. And I don't know Javante Davis, but based on if you if you read the controversies part of his Wikipedia page, it could le- lead you to believe that he's not 100% Oh, no. So, but we'll see. You know, I'm 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 just excited to go to go to the fight. I know I'm going to see my brother Booker T out there, so I'm hoping to bring Booker on the Friday something this week. So we're working nice. on that. Um, and then the following week, I'm going to Detroit for one app live at SneakerCon in Detroit. Oh, that's Mage. So I guess in some ways I'm kind of lucky that the following week I'm not then going to Puerto Rico, but it's just like a Vegas, Detroit, and Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's a lot of way, a lot of time not at home too. But I'd probably choose Puerto Rico if I had to choose one location to be at <laughs> and course. one event because that of man, that course. bad bunny. What's it going to be like in there? I mean, it's going to be insane, man. It really is. Like, what's bad bunny going to do? He got to bust out a bunny destroyer. He's got to do things we've never seen before. He has like, to. He, it's, he has to. Seriously. He has to elevate again. He does. Yo, because I, hope, as, I hope Bad Bunny gets drafted. That would be tight. When is it, the draft is after Puerto Rico, though, right? We don't know. But yes, yeah, I would assume so. Date. What do you think is going to happen with these tag titles? Um, in other news, not necessarily outside the ring, it was announced that the the PLE coming to us from Jeddah was going to be a Knight of Champions. It was originally said it was going to be King of the Ring and Queen's Crown. Yeah. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that those tournaments will not be a part of the the festivities at Jeddah, but now it's a night of champions, and Sammy and KO have the tag team championships. Sammy has never performed at a Saudi PLE. Huh. My guess is they just don't get defended. It's Night of Champions. Every title is defended at Night of Champions. My guess would be it's every title but one. <laughs> I don't, it I would just, be every title but two. They got two sets of tag team titles. Or they got no, no, that's what I mean. Of- Everything but the men's tag. I mean, I, that's mm. my assumption. They're not going to take it off them before. Unless they do a quick back and forth. Put it back on the bloodline for a second. That could work. That could work as a way to extend Yo, I'm not going to the- lie. It's so funny. I, I am the first one to say that. I, I, and as I talked about on the podcast last week, that I don't believe, I don't want the bloodline to hold the titles till I'm 60 years old. But that being said, 55 though, I just, we just need 55. (laughs) But that being said, when I see Jay and Jimmy come out with the, without the titles, it doesn't feel right. right. It doesn't feel right. I'm like, I loved, like, I, I was so into all their gear when they were holding this height. I'm like, something about the outfit's not right anymore. Yeah, what is, what's missing? Like that gold. Yeah, you know what? I almost want them to have the titles more than Rome. I, I, <laughs> yeah. And it's just a reminder, man. It is so hard to be a good guy champion. 
it just immediately you totally understand now why the the most desirable thing is to be either a heel champion and a ba- or a baby face chasing that heel. But like yeah. to just be the good guy standing there with the title man, you got to give it up. You got to give it up to the the Hogan's the the I can't even think of that many. The 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 it's literally Brudos. like Hogan, Brett. Yeah, like the ones who were Bruno. able to Stay as a good guy and just hold the title year after year. That's not easy, man. That's it's it gets so boring so fast. The second the chase ends, you're just like, oh, I mean, give it up. Bianca's doing a good job. Although, you know, listen, Bianca had a lull. It was about what? It was like last year at SummerSlam or a little after we started being like, oh, maybe it's time for it to drop. After that, actually, I guess it was more like closer to the Rumble. We thought it was like time to drop, like, because you just need a refresh. And then by the time she beat Asuka and it was such a great match at Mania, I felt kind of rejuvenated again. But even that, that's going to be hard for her too. It's just, where is the story in being a dominant good guy? It's just not an easy story to tell. Yeah, especially when like, you know, the story that Hogan told a lot was, you know, the mat, this somehow Hogan presented himself as the underdog, right? <laughs> like these insurmountable odds. He's getting beat down in the match, but then everything ended up the same. He hulked up, big boot, leg drop, boom, and then he won. Gets and on I to think, the next one. Yeah. And, and, and in this era, that is going to be impossible to do with a lot of baby faces. So it, it, get- it's a much harder task based on the way the product is made and consumed. And I, I think that what I, what I think other wrestlers would tell you, it's also a testament to um, Hogan's number one quality. When, when you don't understand wrestling at first and you're like, what did Hulk Hogan even do? He just had a leg drop and a... Uh. I always say... You know, and you, I'm sure many of you have heard me say this before. When people start becoming smart wrestling fans, I think the first place they their first hot take is like Hulk Hogan wasn't very good. <laughs> you people think Hulk Hogan was good. I'm a wrestling fan. He wasn't very good. And then as you get smarter about wrestling, and none of us are that smart, let's be honest. But then as you get a little bit smarter about it, you start to notice things like his selling. Like you knew he was winning the match. And you just picture his back getting raked and him going down to the ground like, ah, like he got shot, like he got (laughs) shot dead, crawling along the floor. And you have a moment where you go, oh, my God, this is actually this one looks bad. And this is what I always kind of held against Cena. I never believed Cena in the cell spots the way I believed Hogan. Like, if you want to make the comp there of these two unbeatable good supermen. I think obviously I was a child. So that's advantage Hogan in the biggest way is that I was a little kid, but man, it's just a lesson. If you can sell, if you can make people think you're getting beat down really badly, it totally changes the interest level in a story. Immediately. Bret Hart, Bret Hart, Bret, like too. He, Bret was that, that he brought the realism to wrestling just by looking like he was getting his ass beat every time, every time, just Bret doing the little things. Uh, the the front bump to the turnbuckle, um, even when he took it to the back, it looked amazing. Like everything he did, you know, the way his hair would be soaking at, at, at first with water, but then by the end of the match, he'd be so sweaty and just mm-hmm. beaten down. You know, like 
that really is Sean was good at it too. But the yeah. difference with Sean is Sean had an advantage. Sean had this the, the size thing of like he always kind of looked like an underdog on some level. Yeah. So for Sean to be a baby face, it it was much more believable. And then he hits the super kick, and all of a sudden it's like that's his soup, literally his superpower. Yeah. You know who um, else sells great too is Roman. Like I feel like Roman too. Like he always makes you believe that he's even though he's the heel and he's supposed to no, be the he dominant does. one, he he makes you believe that when these guys get their offense in, that like Maybe well, I can't you, handle this. He, he's had a handful of times now when there's no chance on paper I think he can lose. But then I'm watching the match and I'm like, I think he's gonna lose. Right. You know? Right. And it's more than just that that two point nine kick out to us like him selling like the jaw and him like looking really shocked like he can't believe this person is is able to get in as much offense as they are. Oh man, it's uh it's only five minutes left in this cheap heat. We haven't even done something we like to call the black power rankings. Ladies and gentlemen, the Shad Gaspard Black Power Rankings on this Tuesday, April 18th. SGG, who do you have? I'm giving it to Bobby. Lashley, because let's be honest, you know, Bronson Reed came out last week. They had the double count out this week. You know, Bronson Reed interfered with his match against Austin Theory. But even still in those two performances, he did show us why he's the dominator. <laughs> and I'm I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm excited about the prospect of him and Bronson Reed having a full on pay-per-view match at back. Oh, excuse me. Premium live event match. At backlash, if they announce it, hopefully they do, where they get to just go like full speed at each other. Because I've been like what I've been seeing so far between the, the two of them these past couple of weeks. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, I didn't know that I would care about uh, Bronson, but here we are. I'll tell you what, right. man. What's that joint called? Tidal Wave? The uh... I think it is a Tidal Wave. It's tidal wave? It's tidal wave, right? I think it is tidal wave. No tsunami. Bigger than a tidal wave. It's tsunami. Yeah. Oh, speaking of people who do crazy things off the top ropes, I really need to see Montez hit that. that we haven't seen him hit the, the 180 frog splash since pre-mania, right? Right. I need that back full time. That was it. <sighs> It's, it's so spectacular to see, man. It really is. Were they on the show last night? Backstage segment. Discussing what? the draft. Baron uh, Corbin reminded them that tag teams can get split up in the draft. And then they they marched on over to Adam Pierce's office to have a conversation that we didn't get to see. But hopefully, presumably, it is to make sure that they stay together. Well, I mean, they shouldn't Since be able to. he's the only one making the, making the picks. I know. It, because Adam Pierce, whose job no one fully understands is the one who makes all the decisions apparently for both shows <laughs> for reasons no one understands because I for don't reasons think no one understands but i hope they were asking to be separated it's time you never know though right can you imagine if like they do the draft and then they get separated and then one well of them listen if you don't the fact of the matter is if you decide you don't want to break them up in that way that is a good way to break them up if you don't want to 
if you don't want to do the sort of obvious classic tag team split where one turns, that's sort of the beauty of the draft. It gives you an option of another yeah. way. And it, it it is very like Kendall Roy in a sense, right? For those of you who watched the session and saw the last episode, him and Rome together at the end made a decision of how they want to proceed. And then he doubled back yeah, that was... <laughs> and reversed and reverse that decision. Now that was and the Street Profits could do something like that. They could go and right you could see them campaigning to stay Hold... together and then one of them. See, now you messed up and you brought up succession. So I have to mention a succession point. Okay. Uh, and I want to say real quick, I wanted to give my uh, my pick for the Black Power Rankings first would be uh, young Xavier Woods, mm, um, who got a pick. win over LA Knight on SmackDown. And it looks like he's poised. He came up to Gunther and said, I never had that Intercontinental Championship. I want that Intercontinental Championship. We know that Xavier is the kind of guy who truly does care about things like getting titles like the IC. I love yeah. the idea of it. <laughs> Listen, Gunther's going to be a tall mountain, but I'm here for the ride. I love Xavier. And, you know, Kofi is apparently, at least on TV, they said he's injured. Um, if he is injured, I, I certainly hope he gets better soon. Obviously, Big E's not back yet. Um, you know, and all of that sucks. Silver lining it's nice to see Xavier get a chance to just show what he is, like how capable he is still. You yeah. know, he is he is a physically super gifted superstar. He's not just a great talker and funny. He can go. He's got ups. He can literally go coast to coast. Like, he's a yeah. special, yeah. special cat. Now, you brought up Succession. So, did you take it the same way I did? Which is that, and by the way, if you haven't watched Succession, just suck it up and deal with the first of all deal with the fact that you've made a terrible decision with your life completely terrible decision and second of all just it'll be 30 seconds just hold on i took that last the end of that scene first of all, i want to give you my hot take want my hot mm, take yeah this week's episode was better than last week's episode and i know everyone crowned last week like the greatest episode of all time last week was really good man it was fantastic it was fantastic there was something about this week though the whole thing in the apartment after the death, that real life thing where, you know, when someone dies, everyone's in the house and it, yeah. they, I don't know, man, it hits so many different things. First of all, cousin Greg was at his all time weirdest. Like he's just being <laughs> insane. And there Tom, was funny. Tom is a worm, man. Tom really so, like tried to get, he tried yo, to get yo, Tom, next well, to The way Roman called out Tom at the end and he's like, Tom, lip balm, Tom, Tom, Wom. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. At the end of that episode, did you take it as, I took it as, Kendall looks at the the document that had his, the piece of paper that has his name underlined. And when he really looked at it, he could tell he was crossed out. He yeah, knew it, he, he, he knew it wasn't underlined. He knew it was crossed yeah, out. He, I mean, it, it, they, they did a really good job of making it ambiguous. Until the end. Yeah, but he, it definitely was crossed out. And then it was like, he finally saw a chance to take a shot at his dad that he was not going to have to take a shot back. <laughs> right? Like, because what's the first thing his dad said to him and in, in I think it was the first episode, but it was definitely in like the early seasons mm -hmm. when he was going to make this announcement that is confirmed by this piece of paper where Kendall's name is on it. He's like, you know, you're not a killer. You're not, you're a, not killer. a killer. Like, you don't have that instinct well, in you. But, 
But 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 then it's so funny because Kendall has to deal with this double emotion of the fact is your dad did pick you in spite of everything you were going to be the one, and then you blatantly stabbed him in the back, and he and he likely at that moment crossed you out, and that's when he says, "All right, you know what? Let's bury him." But that's the thing. Did he cross him out because he was like Kendall's not a killer, or did he cross him no, out? No, see, I don't Kendall think he did. To- I think when he said you're not a killer, he still hadn't crossed him out. He wanted him to become a killer. Kendall then went way too far. Mm-hmm. Kendall was like, well, I'll show you how much of a killer I am. Tried to kill well, that's, him. That's where he is now, though. Now that dad's actually dead, Kendall's like, you know what? It's time. Dad, dad I'm a killer. A this killer. is who you want me to be, right? <laughs> Here it is. Well, it's sort of like the Vince McMahon thing of trying to grab the brass ring. But you also, if you mess up trying to grab it mm-hmm. and you grab too much, uh, we wish you the best in your future endeavors. You know what I mean? <laughs> Basically. Um, all right, uh, we have to go, but I do have to at least hit a one or two. We have one from mail. Uh, here's one. Uh, there should be a dedicated channel on here just to talk about cheap heat itself. All the Troy talk is getting interrupted by some jabroni named David Finley in the We Love Wrestling channel. <laughs> exactly. Stop with all this wrestling talk when we want to talk about Troy. Mail. Um. Hey, all of the show wanted to add this to the Maror conversation. I bought both red and white Maror to bring to the Seder this year before realizing someone else was bringing it. All this Maror and nothing to do with it. So what do I do? I'm also on chicken duty. I found a recipe online for honey horseradish baked chicken breasts. Damn, baby, you hear that? White horseradish, honey, olive oil, salt, pepper, marinate the chicken breasts, then bake them at 425 for 15 to 20 minutes. Came out fantastic. A little sweet from the honey, a little kick from the horseradish. Highly recommend. Marinate them how long, though? You got to how long you to marinate? Is it overnight? Is it four hours, four to eight? Uh, let's see, one more. That's a key detail. Male. Uh, Dear Sweet Pete, the physically moderating Greg and the hot take dip, I was watching the latest uh, Dom and Ray promo. I can't figure out if they are scripting it or going off the dome. The way Dom trips over words from time to time makes me think he's trying to remember the words, but I also trip over words when I'm in a heated moment. Either way, he's definitely getting better. What are your teas? I I think they're scripting him a lot. Definitely getting better. Definitely getting better and also definitely scripted. That's my guess as to why he... I know what he's talking about. It was last Monday, not not yesterday, a week ago, when Dom came out and stumbled. I believe that's a case of trying too hard to stick to a ton of script. That's just really, really hard. I'll say this, uh, though, about Judgment Day in general. When they stumble over their words, their recovery is kind of flawless. Because even Finn and Rhea, sometimes they stumble over and they're just like, I'm so pissed off, uh, which is what he's talking about. Like, I'm so pissed off that I forgot what I was trying no, to say. No, they're, listen, they're, 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 they're a very complete team generally. That's that's what makes m- them... M- 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 male. Um, this one I'll end on, and we'll get to it next week. Uh, SGG, I'm counting on you to remind me. Second we get to mailbag next week. Uh, the Brian Lennon Show says, Wondering how Pete and Dip know each other. What's the origin story? Dip recently mm. said to me that I don't think we'd ever told the origin story. So if we have, we apologize. If we haven't, we'll do it next week. How about that? Done. What are your you teas? What doesn't? Well, doesn't it involve like a watch? With ah, the same yeah, it does. Show you. Shirt on. Show you. <laughs> RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. Find us on the Discord as well. I got to go do one app. I love you both. I'll talk to everyone from Vegas later in the week. Do me a favor. Stay mage. Enjoy yourself. And Natalie, that was a delicious pancake. I love you. Take it easy, y'all. And lay off the high fructose. Oh, that's right. Oh, wait. Now you're part of the outros all of a sudden? Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. You give the guy <laughs> one moment. <laughs>
guy right. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M-m-m-m-midge.